All right, you've been listening to President Trump in Indianapolis at the Farm Bureau in, uh, building, uh, talking about tax reform, uh, saying that he does think Democrats will join in on this tax bill, uh, talking about capital equipment being uh, written off right away for the next five years. Overseas money can be brought back home, one-time low rate on that money. Corporate taxes, plan to reduce it to 20%. This is a number that we've been talking about throughout the day here at Bloomberg. Let's go a bit more of some of the headlights, uh, <laughs> headlines, if you will, or highlights. Lights, uh, if you will. Anna Edgerton is a White House reporter at Bloomberg News, uh, joining us from Capitol Hill. Anna, uh, you've been listening to the president. I'm assuming some of it we've been talking about uh, throughout the day here at Bloomberg. What jumps out at you? Yeah, there were two main points that I thought were really interesting. Um, the first was his emphasis on trying to get Democrats on board. He asked people in the audience, asked the American people to call their representatives, tell them that they really want tax reform, even representatives who are Democrats. And that's something that we haven't seen a very genuine effort from Republicans on the Hill. This is a bill that's supposed to go through the reconciliation process, which is kind of a, a budget fast track that they're going to try to use to fit the the tax plan in without getting uh, any Democratic support. So I thought that was really interesting, that it's obviously very important for the president. And the other thing is the kind of historic moment that he was trying to build, saying this is the right time, this is the right thing to do, and kind of trying to cast this in um, very superlative, monumental terms. We've always been saying, you know, the devil is in the details here, and this is what we've been waiting from the president, you know, since he laid out that one pager, if you will, many months ago. Uh, This is a little bit more in-depth, and we do get some details. Having said that, uh, it is being touted, I feel like, largely, Anna, uh, by uh, Republican leaders, by the president, as, you know, something for more Americans, middle-class Americans, uh, reaching out to those at the lower income uh, spectrum, if you will. Uh, Having said that, um, do we know about the capital gains tax? which, you know, benefits an awful lot of um, wealthy individuals. That top rate on capital gains is, I think, about 23.8%. So that's well below, uh, you know, that higher individual uh, tax rate that's being uh, put as part of this framework. So things like that, uh, do we know about that in terms of where the president Republicans sit? Yeah, this is a framework, as they have been saying all day long and all week. And I'm struck by how often in this nine-page document we got today it says, called for but does not specify. So these are kind of guiding principles, but there's a lot that's left up to the tax writing committees. And the members of the Senate Finance Committee in the House on the Ways and Means Committee are the ones who really decide the final details, like, you know, the income threshold for the three tax brackets that were laid out in this, whether or not there could be an additional tax bracket for top earners, you know, what the capital gains rate will will be and just where those kind of dials, if you will, will be turned up or turned down to get the most, as they describe it, pro-growth tax reform possible. What do we know from the Democrats, Anna, in terms of what are some of the issues that is going to be really important to them and that they're going to hold steadfast on when it comes to negotiations? Their messaging so far has been kind of, you know, not one penny in tax cuts for the wealthy. So I think you're going to see a lot of focus for them on the kind of distributional tables as to who gets most of the benefits from this plan. Regardless of what the marginal rate is for individuals, um, you you might even see less of a benefit going to some of the top earners. But there are a lot of other goodies in here for wealthy Americans, such as eliminating the estate tax. You know, that's huge for 
the most wealthy families would um, pass on the big inheritance to their children, and also eliminating the alternative minimum tax. So you can you can't look at just the rates that are in the income brackets. You have to also look at some of the different deductions and uh, loopholes that are being closed or extended. So it could be you know interesting the debate as it goes uh, into committee. Uh, And as we see kind of the back and forth between Democrats and Republicans, having said that, Anna, you know, there are midterm elections coming up for everybody. Uh, Folks back home, they want to see something done. Uh, It's been hard to do health care reform, right? We've seen and watched that go up and down. Uh, Infrastructure spending. There's a lot of issues that were laid out uh, during the campaign Uh, the presidential campaign on the campaign trail that, you know, haven't gotten done. So uh, all lawmakers would like to get something done, I would presume. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up health care and infrastructure, and you see issues like that that are much more important to most Americans, according to polls, than tax reform. I mean, it is saying that there's kind of broad agreement that the tax code should be streamlined, should be simplified. You know, it shouldn't be such a burden to fill out your taxes every year. But that's not the top priority for most Americans. Most people are worried about having health care coverage, you know, having good infrastructure in their in their cities and towns. But, you know, having said that, Republicans are kind of desperate for a win at this point. Yeah. They failed again and again to get their health care bill across the finish line. And with the last uh, kind of uh, death throes of the repeal and replace uh, effort this week, tax reform is the singular focus of the Republicans on the Hill. And forgive me, I got distracted for a moment. And if you covered this, um, my bad, if you will. But you you did bring up health care. Uh, the president reiterating the claim he's got the votes locked down for, he- for a health care bill. Uh, I saw a Bloomberg headline say that despite the president's claim, the GOP does not have the votes yet for a health care bill. What's correct? What's what's the truth? Yeah. He doesn't. I I, I think a lot of people heard that line and they were like, no, you don't. Um, And he kind of tried to blame it on the filibuster, which, you know, would require a 60 vote threshold to get uh, any legislation through Congress. But they were trying to fit health care through the reconciliation process, which only requires a simple majority. And they didn't even have that. So um, I I think what he was alluding to is that if they had more time, they could get the vote. Right. but their vehicle expires September 30th, so they're um, probably right. not going to get to that this year, at least. Anna, thank you so much. Anna Edgerton, a White House reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us uh, from Capitol Hill. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg.